Aloha and welcome back to SUP FM. My name's Simon Hutchinson, and in the SUP FM podcast, I chat to people who can inspire and add to your experience of SUP. So, whether you're painting a room, commuting to work, or going on a long run, you can connect with SUP through this podcast, which features a huge back catalogue of fantastic guests, some of whom we'll refer to in this episode. As always, we like to say a huge thank you to our episode sponsors, Starboard. Starboard is a brand which has a reputation for constant innovation and development and has applied this across board and paddle design. Sven Rasmussen, the creator of the brand, originally started by producing innovative windsurfing boards in 1994 and the success of his approach and the performance of his boards led to the brand developing into the windsurf market leader in only 10 years. Starboard got behind stand-up paddling early in its life and supports the sport strongly. And their aggressive innovators and their leaders when it comes to their environmental responsibilities and they continue to push the boundaries of design and functionality, making their boards and paddles perfect for the weekend warriors like me as well as those competing at world level. And you can find out more about Starboard through their website, which you can find in the show notes. Please support us by signing up to our SUPFM email newsletter. And as a thank you, you'll get our free guide to our favourite apps, which are the ones that we use on the water and which help us to keep safe and informed. And if you've signed up to our newsletter, you'll also automatically get entered into draws for merchandise and offers for free over at supfmpodcast.com forward slash subscribe. Welcome to this bonus episode of the SUPFM podcast. And joining me today on a special annual meeting of the SUPFM book club is Sarah Thornley, aka SUP Junkie. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Hi, Simon. I'm doing really well. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's really exciting to be involved in this. Well, this is an absolute staple of uh, the SUP FM calendar, and I'm just about squeaking it in towards the end of uh, 2021. And uh, last year, me and Nick chatted about various books that had been important to us and that were, were out at the time and which we reviewed, and that was a really popular episode. So uh, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to chat with you about some of the books that have come out this year. So last year, if you haven't caught the episode, we talked about a couple of Laird Hamilton books. I don't think he needs any introduction. We also had Tristan Gooley and Fiona Quinn, who were both um, guests on SUP FM last year. And there was also Matt Crofton, whose book Mighty is an absolutely fantastic book. I'd highly recommend it. It's all about his descent of the Mississippi and um, that's still available on Kindle. So I'd highly recommend that. We didn't quite manage to snag him for the show. And then there was an almost ran who was uh, Wallace J. Nichols. We looked at his book, Blue Mind, and we very, very nearly managed to get him on. There were a couple of uh, technical issues, which meant that he wasn't able to join us, but we're hoping to get him back on next season. So that's all there on supfmpodcast.com and we'll link to that episode in the show notes. But this year has seen an increase in books about paddle boarding and about the water in general. And whatever the huge downsides of a global pandemic are, and there have been quite considerable downsides, it's also been a time for creativeness and for people to spend more time in their locations, in their own countries and really embracing those things that maybe they'd been taking for granted before. And one of the sports that benefited from that is paddleboarding and also other aquatic sports like cold water swimming. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some of those books which have come out recently. And the purpose of this episode is to help you if you're out there, if you're maybe thinking about buying something for the paddleboarder in your life or if you're off the water for whatever reason and you're looking for some paddleboard or water information or entertainment to keep that focus. So, uh, Sarah, are you ready to, to leap in? Absolutely ready. Ready when you are. <laughs> so but before we start, what have you been up to since we last spoke on the show? 
Oh, gosh. Um, we spoke earlier in the summer, didn't we? And thanks for having me on your great show. Um, feel very honoured to be part of a great crowd of amazing people that you've interviewed. We finished up the GB Sup National Series, so we had a couple of cracking Ocean Tech Series races, crowned the champions. That's always exciting because we've got the ones who are always there every year, the Marie Buchanans of this world who still are winning you know, trophies 13 years down the line. And then we've got the young upstarts like Blue Ewer who won both the flat water or the distance and the tech series. So that was really, really exciting. Um, I've been trying to get some paddling in, um, keep keep that up, because I think the last time we spoke, you, it's very easy to um, be so invested in what's going on on the screen and promoting other people that you forget your own paddling experience. So I've been up to Scotland with the Water Skills Academy, very fortunate to actually get that. That's been postponed a couple of times, but I had the most amazing SUP adventure paddle experience, four days on the water, one overnight stop. I could have stayed forever up there because it was beautiful. They were very, very good at you know what they do, and it gave me a great insight into what I maybe want to be doing in the future, which is adventure paddling, not to the extent of the um, Jordans and the Brendans of this world. <laughs> but certainly at my level to know that I can I can look after myself and maybe the others around me and have a bit more of a heads up and then we're obviously looking forward to next year which we'll, I know we're going to talk about later but it's been a it's been a good it's been a good year again a good year to get some racing done um with GB Sup and and get that put away um they've got a good team for for next year that was sort of put in place at the end of this year so that's very exciting a good team who will carry it forward and make it better than it's been before um, again, you know, it's good to have a change up, new blood, new, new thoughts, new, uh, yeah, new ideas. So that's, that's going to be great next year. Well, that, that's awesome stuff. Are you going to carry on with your commentaries? Uh, yes, I will. I have sort of officially stepped back from GB SUP in a, I was a bit of a jack of all trades there and I sort of stood in and did, did a lot and it, it made me realize what I do and don't want to do. So I've sort of stepped back from being the sort of general PA oblique dog's body um i say that in a nice way don't mean that in a negative way but i will do the live feeds that i can so obviously they still want me around in the media capacity but we'll it'll be a little bit more of pick and choose what we can do and and go and do some of our own stuff as well and maybe get abroad and do some commentary abroad which would be really exciting fabulous oh that sounds absolutely exciting and yes i mean you've done some fantastic word work for gb sup over the years to bring it up to where it is now so you're handing it over in very very good shape so um off we go with the sup fm um book club and uh, the first book that we're going to review uh, today is a sunday times bestseller it's also an amazon bestseller it's on kindle and I notice at the time of writing, it's pretty much sold through on Amazon. It is still available from the publishers. All links are in the show notes. And it's The Power of the Paddle by Jordan Wiley. And uh, before we talk about the book, Jordan's just completed his latest challenge, which is one of his icy marathons. He's completed a number of marathons in some of the coldest places on the earth. And at the moment, as we speak, he's returning from the Antarctic, having just completed his latest marathon adventure. And I managed to catch up with him. Hey, Jordan, congratulations on another stellar achievement. So where am I speaking to you now? Good morning, Simon. Um, in fact, probably good afternoon, wherever you are, because uh, I'm quite a few hours behind you because I'm here in uh, Patagonia in southern Chile. I just arrived uh, back on the mainland from Antarctica and what a, an incredible adventure it was. Um, oh, I've never seen or experienced anything like it. Just truly majestic. It's been an incredible achievement to run a marathon in the Antarctic. I know that any marathon is a slog and I know this one was really tough because you ran it with an injury, but what was the experience like? It must have been an incredible relief to cross the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, um, 
running a marathon is is tough wherever you run it in the world <laughs> in fact running a, a a 10k a half marathon or whatever it might be can be tough um but you know, to go to the end of the earth which took you know, two or three weeks nearly three weeks to get there um in the current climate you know with covid and the pcr tests and the quarantines and oh it was it was <laughs> it was relentless i was pcr tested every day for the last i think 16 17 days i had to quarantine four or five times uh, for 48 hours in different countries it took me five flights to get here um but yeah we got there and uh, we got it done we got over the finish line uh, it wasn't pretty it wasn't easy um i guess i remember when i was paddling i described the west coast of scotland in winter as being uh, beautifully brutal this was very much more of that um apologies apologies if there's a bit of noise in the background um, there's quite a lot going on here in the the airport um but yeah um incredible experience I, I i've never been to a place quite like it um been very fortunate to to, to travel a lot of the world but to go to the only place on earth where there's no covid right now to go to you know the least polluted place it's, it's just pristine it's it's just magical it really is your book the, the power of the paddle has been an incredible success and made its way through the, the top seller list on amazon and to do that it's had to cut through far beyond the paddleboard community and there'll be loads of people unwrapping it as a gift this year I just wanted to thank you again for your support for SUP and for our community and also for all the inspiration you've delivered. And we're all really looking forward to hearing more about the Antarctic and all your other adventures as they unfold. Uh, you're very kind. And I'm once again, I, I say it many times and I'll continue to say it Um just thank you so much to not not only yourself and and Sarah at Sub Junkie, but everybody in the sub community. The support over the last two years now has been truly uh, amazing. It's it's exceptional. It's such a humble community full of so many inspiring people. I, I'm inspired every day. Um, again, huge congratulations for Brendan and what he did, and he, he very kindly wrote the forward to the the book as well, which was amazing. Um, someone who. You know, I'm sure we will do something together maybe one day in the future or cross paths, but when the world calms down, um, we, we, we'll, I'm sure we'll come up with something. Uh, myself and Gareth uh, from Get On The Water UK, uh, we're thinking of a little sup, uh, channel crossing next year, a little a little day trip excursion, so something to, to, to watch out for. Um, but I know really, it's just been an incredible couple of years, you know, with what's going on, but still trying to find that spirit of adventure that you have to work harder for as... Uh, it's been great really it really has it just creates innovation and creativity i think you got to think outside the box but never let anybody tell you you can't achieve something um you know many people told me i couldn't travel to the other side of the world in a global pandemic well guess what we just did it and it was the most incredible adventure ever um with regards to the book again thank you so much for for, for plugging it and promoting it um and we, to get into the Sunday Times bestsellers list in our first week with you know, 2,000 copies sold, which was amazing. You know, I, I've never made the Sunday Times bestsellers list in the first week, and especially while I've not been on social media uh, taking my one-year break. So, again, just truly amazing support out there. Thank you to anyone who's purchased the book. Please, please do leave a review on Amazon. It all helps uh, spread the word. Uh, really grateful if anyone could leave a review. I really am. Um, but. Just a huge Merry Christmas to everybody if this goes out before Christmas. And if not, I hope you have an awesome 2022. Uh, be the difference that makes a difference. Take care, guys. So, Sarah, we were at the book launch a few weeks ago and we both clearly spent uh, a lot of time talking to him in the past. So how did you enjoy that evening? That evening was really lovely. It was it was always lovely to be invited somewhere. I never take anything for granted. And I feel very blessed to be um, part of his support crew, uh, you know, for want of a better word. So, um, you know, I've never been to a book launch before, but um, obviously wouldn't have missed it for the world. And it was really lovely to see so many people there who all felt, as we did, Simon, completely invested in the man. And, um, you know, and it's not just about what he did, it's about him as a man, I think. And that came across in the evening with some really lovely words spoken by 
the young man who was comparing the evening and another a really, really good supporter of his. And just people just generally sharing the love of, of his story and ha- how he is as a person, really. So it was a great evening. It was a, a brilliant venue, which was not so far from you or I, I think. It was a brilliant evening and just lovely to see him. I just had this picture of Jordan, you know, one of the images in the book of him being this gnarly big bear of a man. And there he is, suited and booted and looking very smart. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great evening and, and happy to take along all my books and buy some more uh, for presents for people and get him to sign them. It was a great evening and, and nice to finally meet you. We hadn't met before. so I know, not not in the flesh. That was that was great. So we did our little co-broadcast from there, which, which was great fun. But in terms of, of Jordan, I think you're absolutely right. There's always something special about hearing effectively the origin story uh, and directly from the person himself. And he talked really powerfully at that launch, uh, particularly about Ibrahim, um, who you'll know about if you've you've read the book, and um, how he made his promise about delivering the school, which ultimately all of this activity, you know, is all about. And really got a sense of that real sort of sense of purpose, which is so important to these sorts of things. And also, as you said, you know, with all of his um, supporters there and, and how he can galvanise people and be, and bring people along. It, it was just a fantastic evening. It really was. And the lovely thing that Jordan does is is throw it back at you. It's not all about him. It clearly is all about him because he's the one who's doing this. But whenever you meet him, he always throws this lovely good stuff back at you and thanks you and, and makes it about you, which is a real skill, I think, isn't it? For someone who, you know, he, he is a celebrity. He doesn't really want to be a celebrity, but he's a different kind of celebrity. He's one of the good guys. And he can really make you feel quite amazing. And I, I think that's just such a skill. Uh, and yes, his story, it's interesting that he's just coming back from doing one of his icy cold marathons because thats it's when that was stopped that he decided to paddle around Great Britain. So it's quite ironic that he's now going back to do that. And yeah, yeah amazing. And he's definitely a, a man in the mi- on a mission. And I don't know about you, but there was so much in the book which – I wasn't aware of. I mean, it does have the structure of, of his background and some of the things that he's he sort of talked about, I guess, in passing with me, which is around mental health and you know his security background as well. It really did give a, a proper rounded picture of, of his journey and, and how he got there. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you probably like me and like most people feel that we know him inside out because he's very open about his life, isn't he? And when you meet him, he's very open. And I just thought I knew him, you know, silly me. And when you start reading the book, you just go, oh, my goodness, we don't know him at all. You know, the first I have made a few notes. The first, And I will say I, I haven't read a book for many, many years, I think probably since I started um, paddleboarding because my life has been taken over by other stuff and I didn't really have time and when I you know got Jordan's book I had an evening to myself and I read the book cover to cover in five hours I could not put it down and it reminded me that I can read (laughs) and it really showed me what a great book does it draws you in and keeps you there until the very end and the first 30 pages of this book is very very emotional I don't want to I won't give too much away but the you know, his mother phoning and him being in the depths, you know, as you say, you know, he, he's been very open about his mental health issues and, you know, to, to, to give that to us as well, to give that story to us. It's, it's a very different world, isn't it, to uh, many years ago when this was, would be absolutely not to be talked about, especially from men. That, you know, you wouldn't talk about this. It would be a show of a lack of strength. And now it's seen as a as a big show of strength to be able to talk about this openly. And in the book, he does that so well. And we learn so much about him. One of the quotes in the book that I, I loved and I had to write it down was that he realized that people didn't want to see him moping around the house, popping pills and looking like an unmade bed. And I thought that was a very, very good quote of someone who realized that he had to do something about his life. And it gives a great insight in, into why he is who he is now. 
and and that journey of of being a young man and getting into trouble again he's very open about you know the trouble that he got into and his father being strong with him and saying no you you spend the night there you don't want to but spend the night where you are and 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 it just it it pulled him up didn't it it pulled him up to be the man that he is today yeah exactly and 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 the other thing is his story because he's published a book around his maritime security experiences he was um consultant in that tom hanks film so he's very much integrated in that security world and he did very very well you know managing director all of the the trappings you know all of the social media he learned from bitter experience that it didn't actually do him any good in terms of his relationships and you know chasing those shiny objects which is a Instagram influencer, I guess, out there with their their nice glossy life and the pictures from Dubai and so on. You know, it just doesn't bring you you happiness. And and that was a side of him I didn't realise. And one of the things that that he discussed is something that he's doing currently, which is probably quite challenging from someone who needs to drive lots of interest in his adventures, which is stepping away from social media. I think he learned the lessons himself, spending a huge amount of time scrolling, and he's made the decision to step away from social media for uh, 12 months. And uh, you can really see where that started and what damage social media made to him. Yeah, I, I absolutely commend him. For that, because we know in our quite small social media lives, and that you need to do it. You need, if you want to just keep your profile ticking along, you need to be on that. And his profile is so much bigger than ours, and he's got a book to sell, um, you know, and and himself to sell in a way. And to actually say, right, this stops here right now for a whole year. I'm going to come off social media. I think is is a really big thing to be able to do um, and that shows I think not the fact that he's running away from it but that he's got the strength of character to know that he will be okay to do that and as he said um, at the book night that it's made his relationship with his daughter with his girlfriend with his family so much better um, because it, it, he's now got time he's got time to be with them and he knows he knows all about the celebrity world and and the kind of celebrities that he doesn't like. He he wants to be a celebrity who is lives up to his word and and uh, does good things in the world rather than just doing things for himself and having all those shiny objects and money that he realised does not bring him happiness. So again, his, his honesty is is credible and quite something. And that is again something that comes through in the book. The book is is quite brilliant for that. And it, it's interesting, it, it, paddleboarding doesn't get mentioned for many, many pages. You know, this book is called The Power of the Paddle. It's about his journey, and it doesn't even get a mention for a good amount of pages. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot There's a lot happening before the, before the paddling story. Yeah. I was going to cover this a bit later on, but it, it's not a book necessarily just for paddleboarders for that reason. It's a journey. And actually, if you did want to take up paddleboarding, then it wouldn't be a bad book to start with because there's lots of information about paddleboarding, not to the nerdy level that I get into and and possibly you do. But, um, but you know, it's good, good advice in there as well. But you, you're quite right. It's a story all, all about a, a human being and an inspirational human being as well. I mean, one of the, the, the pieces that I got out of it and which um, struck me one of the things maybe I didn't recognize is how there are so many people involved in putting that journey together, particularly through those early stages. It's just a catalog of, you know, supportive people within, of people within the adventure industry, if, if you like, within the, uh, the paddle board fraternity sisterhood whatever it it's it is quite amazing the amount of people that he brought with him and that includes captain alex clearly who figured very very prominently and also paula reed who basically helped him 
with you know all, all of his logistics, but also with his adventure psychology. And he called on her services, you know, quite quite a lot during the course of, of his journey, particularly when when he went through some of his his really tough times. And we had a really interesting chat with Paula. I didn't realize her adventure background because she's done some some pretty special things. But uh, that must have been so great to have her in his corner to help him get over some of those those doubts that he experienced on the water. I think she didn't realise uh, she was at the book launch quite rightly, and I don't think she realised to the extent that she would be used <laughs> with Jordan. <laughs> I think she found him I think she found him a challenge you know because he need he was he was needy you know he was needy and but what a great job she did with him and but that is her job she is so highly experienced in sort of sports not just sports but adventure sort of psychology and um and a really really clever woman and yeah she she had to work pretty hard with Jordan but he, you know, he 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 adores her, and it's it's you know it, it's almost like becoming a family member, isn't it? Getting to know that person so well, because you're helping them to deal with something mentally and and changing the the negatives into positives. Um, that was something that was pretty reframing, I think they call it. Yes, which is, yeah, I'd never heard of that before, but that is absolutely fascinating. So worth reading the book to find out what that actually means. Reframing your your day, your life, your moment. Uh, and she, yeah, what a what a an amazing woman. And you know, I love I love these connections. You know, I, how did I get to meet Jordan? You know, that that was just something quite strange. And I love that that we connected, and suddenly I'm sort of in his camp. And and that's what I love about um, you know the adventure paddling and the paddlers. It's just having those connections, isn't it? And you do wonder how. All his connections that he made, as you say, he had this massive team around him, and all those connections were made by word of mouth or you know luck or whatever. But they were all great connections made, and all helped him to get to where he needed to be and to be able to achieve what he achieved. Mm. He may not have finished that paddle, but we all know that he would have done had COVID not stepped in his way. We know that he would have done it because, my goodness, you know, when you when you see the photographs in the book, uh, you know, from James May and, and Archie, just absolutely incredible to think that he did that with no paddleboarding experience whatsoever. Uh, yeah, so, mm -hmm. but no, she, um, Paula was definitely a, a big, big part of his story for sure. Yeah, and, and there were plenty of other people uh, mentioned in there in the book, people who gave him inspiration or equipment or supported him in other ways. And um, there's also someone called Sarah Thornley who was mentioned in the book. I don't think I've ever heard of her. I don't know whether you know her. Just explain, you know, what your first contact was with Jordan and, and how you got involved because you went out in the water with him, didn't you? I did. That that was great, actually. And that sort of changed my my thoughts on paddleboarding but I first met Jordan I I spotted that he was a paddle logger ambassador which I am a paddle logger ambassador and I looked at him and I write for Stand Up Paddle Mag and I'm always looking out for interesting people to write about and I'd seen that he'd been on a paddleboard and I saw that he was a celebrity and I thought well he'll he'll be a pretty interesting person to write about and I contacted him and just said could I do a story on him yes of course I could and then a little while later, I think COVID was around and I we were passing, we were driving past. And I said to my husband, look, can we maybe pop in and see Jordan? And Anthony was like, why are we going to see this man? <laughs> and I said, well, look, I, I'm going to write about him. So it'd be quite nice to meet him. Anyway, we met with him and just clicked, um, you know, absolutely big time, clicked with him and sat and chatted. And I just said, look, if you need, and he told he told us he hadn't released the the news that he was going to paddle around Great Britain, but he did tell us on that day that is what he was planning to do. And I think my jaw probably hit the floor, and uh, I I just thought, oh my lord, you're you're mad. <laughs> and yeah, I just probably thought, are you are you serious about this? Um, but I came away very excited, and I just said, look, if you need any help in promoting this story or just 
let me know and I'll just send it over, tag me and stuff. And he, from that day, he absolutely made sure that we were tagged in everything. And we did a, we did a, a four part story. So, a, you know, a bi-monthly story. It, it was just going to continue. And then I had the pleasure of paddling with Jordan. I'm very lucky to own a flat down near Brighton. And I said to the team, if you need the flat when you're passing, please let me know. And the stars aligned and I met, I met before then actually and, and just decided to paddle with him. And the place that we paddled was somewhere that I'd wanted to paddle, um, for a very long time because it was my, my sort of local water down there, but it had always been quite gnarly. And the day that we decided to, it was absolutely becalmed, the most beautiful day, super hot. And we ended up paddling much further than uh, New Haven. We paddled from Eastbourne to Brighton, which I think was 32 miles or something. And it, it was the longest paddle I'd ever done. It was the slowest paddle I'd ever done. But in a way, it showed me what a different kind of paddling could be rather than training or racing, which is what I'd always done. I always was on a mission. You know, I was always have to get there as fast as possible. And and I suddenly thought, hey, this is actually really lovely. This is good fun. And yeah, the boys, James and Jordan, stayed at the flat actually for two or three nights in the end. You know, we bobbed back and forward and I fed them. And um, yeah, it, it was a the most lovely, lovely experience because I got to know them very, very well. And James was incredibly hardworking. The minute he was not driving the van and supporting in that way, he would be then looking at his his uh, film work that he'd done and the photographs and getting all that out and everything. And Jordan was just an absolute pleasure. And they couldn't have been – they'd both been in the army, so they were super tidy, super respectful. <laughs> and, yeah, it just made me see – sorry, it just made me see paddling in a different way, really. And it was just lovely to be able to support the Great British Paddle in that way to to – to give them food and a home for a couple of days and a hot bath which and a washing machine, which they really, really appreciated. So it, we both got a lot out of it. And I, I do feel uh, incredibly bonded with Jordan. I don't know whether everybody feels like that. I hope they do because it's a really nice feeling. But having invested all that time with him as sub junkie and living every day almost through Jordan, mm. uh, it, it does make you feel like, you really, as I say, you really know the man, but no, you don't. You've got to get that book and <laughs> read more yeah. about the man. And there's some great stories in there. Um, there's the infamous encounter off Littlehampton, which held him up to quite some degree. And also his experience, which I wasn't aware of either, um, near Tintagel, which is just on the, the north coast of Cornwall, where he was paddling at night and he got hit by a wave and he lost his paddle and a support boat wasn't anywhere near, and it could have been very, very hairy because that coast is just rocks, really. That could have been uh, the end of, and that wasn't even the, the worst thing. Going around the north coast of Scotland in December, as he did, you know, with huge waves and, you know, horrendous coastline there was quite incredible. So I'd highly recommend this book if you haven't got it already. And I think the evidence that this has really cut across all areas of, you know, certainly the UK and Ireland is its status as a Sunday Times bestseller and Amazon bestseller. Because with the best will in the world and as popular as paddleboarding is at the moment, you know, that's not going to suck up that amount of, of custom. And, and the fact that it looks like at the time of uh, recording this on Amazon, the paperback has sold through shows that it's certainly en route for a second pressing. It seems to have been unbelievably popular. I think so. And I think hopefully we've made a small dent in that as to, as to making it popular. Obviously, he needs all, all the help he can get for, for any book, you know, Selling books is not, I guess, the easiest thing to do. He has got a little, you know, he has got a following. He is a celebrity. Um, but I think, as you say, stand-up paddleboarding is big, but is it that big? And I just think it's testament to him as a man and as a writer because he's got a couple of paperbacks um, before this, so Citadel and Running Running for My Life, I think it's called. Uh, so he's got a couple of books before which people obviously know about, so – I, I just think it's it it's a brilliant, brilliant book and and yes, even if it's not even if paddleboarding is not your thing, it's more about 
the man, the the way you can turn your life around and the values that you have and how you treat people and how other people treat you as well and not being intimidated by that. One of his famous quotes is, it's not the critic who counts, uh, the credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. And I know that Jordan did get those critics uh, and, and he had, He's very honest in the book, actually, intimated certain things during the paddle, which were quite interesting about people trying to stop him paddle and the the critics. But he was very good. He never at that time said too much about it. And in the book, obviously, he's much more honest about those situations, about the trouble he had, you know, trying to get from Wales to Ireland and the team, you know, the Alex and the, you know, the, the trouble they have with the team falling apart and, um, having a bit of a, a problem getting along together. You know, he's much more honest about that in the book. So if you have followed him and you think you know the story, there's so much more in the book, obviously. And, yeah, I think it's testament that the first edition has sold out. I'm very grateful to have my first edition signed copy. Um, and I will be, you know, it's a it's a great book to, to give someone, especially, you know, men and men being bold enough to speak out about their, their you know, their, their mental health problems, you know, which is huge at the moment, isn't it? Um, or it has become a huge talking point, especially for men. So definitely, particularly ones from a military background. So now it's the crucial test of this book. I don't think anyone's going to be under any illusions about how we're going to score this one. Out of five stars, Sarah, how many stars would you give this book? I can't give it more, can I? <laughs> It has well, to be five. Five, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, of course I'd give it 10 out of five. So uh, it will be a five-star book in, in my book. Absolutely, yes. Hi- highly recommended then. So so brilliant. That's fantastic. And as we said, Jordan is flying his way back from South America at the moment. So wishing him and his family um, a fantastic 2022. Absolutely. Okay, so the next book we're going to review is... Another one where you got a mention in there. I did. I, I, I'm mentioned in dispatches at the front of the book. Again, absolutely honoured to be mentioned in this book, Mike Shawman's book, Rise. Yeah. Crash and Rise. And I spoke to Mike about this time last year about his book, and it really is incredible. And I know that's also been a publication which has really inspired other people. And for those of you who haven't listened to the episode, it's still available and we'll link to it in the show notes. But Mike is a paddleboarder. He had an ear infection. It turned out to be Ramsey Hunt syndrome and he ended up being having some horrendous, horrendous symptoms, including some major balance problems and um, some paralysis of his face. It was just just a horrendous, horrendous uh, experience. And um, and this is the story about how he was, how he experienced it, and then uh, how he rose and um, and built a whole new identity on the uh, on the back of it. And uh, it really is quite an incredible story because he reached the absolute depths of despair until he finally realized that he needed to change and and move and he did so uh, again mike is someone that you had quite a bit of of contact with tell tell me how that started sarah uh yeah well oh mike bless him um got a very very soft spot for mike uh i spotted him uh i'm quite good at spotting people on social media and i'd spotted this paddles up uh sort of, gosh, it was a worldwide paddles up thing. And we became involved in, in doing that. And that was basically having a photograph taken with your paddles raised up in the air to support Mike. Mike was a professional paddleboarder in Toronto. He had a great school. He was, he was very um, held in high esteem by the Canadian authorities. And with this awful debilitating uh, Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which I'd never heard of, um, that attacked him. It wasn't diagnosed quickly enough. Otherwise, he he 
gosh, his life would be very different now because it would still be the same. But because of what's happened, his life has completely changed beyond all recognition. And I spotted him and just thought, gosh, that would make an awesome story. Here's a paddleboarder who's lost everything, can't paddleboard anymore, told he will never paddleboard again. And he's doing other stuff and raising awareness for, again, mental health. And and I, it took me a long time to sort of uh, get in contact with him. And I finally did and finally did the piece. Very lucky to have the piece written about him in uh, Stand Up Paddle Mag again. He then asked me to review the book before it came out, which I was absolutely honoured to do. And uh, yeah, what a what a cracker. But yeah, what a story you know, to have your your whole way of life just change from one day to the next uh, and, to, and to go into the depths of despair. And he's known on social media as the unbalanced paddleboarder. And uh, he talks about the incredible journey he went through in the book, including his success at a public speaking event in Toronto, where he won. And that really has been his springboard and his growth ever since. He he's um, you know he seems to be all over the place talking about his book, talking about his experience. And this summer he attempted to to paddle board from the US to Canada. He he struck some sort of pretty serious difficulties on his way across, which meant that he wasn't able to complete it as he would have wanted. But he's been doing a bit of work with Chris Burtish, and the plan is is that he completes his paddles this summer, and uh, Chris will accompany him on his final stage into his hometown. So it, it's a great book. It's very very inspiring, and something that I would highly recommend you read. It's Crash and Rise by Mike Shawman. And if you want any more details on that book, then listen to the episode, which is linked to. Okay, so moving on to the next book. And uh, this was one which was a bit of a, a discovery uh, for me. And uh, I know that um, you've got a copy of this as well, Sarah. It's uh, Suzanne Master's book, Wild Waters. And I would argue that you don't have to be a paddleboarder to enjoy any of our books here. You know, Jordan and Mike's book uh, books are both fantastic, but that's certainly the case uh, for this one too. And we are hoping to have the author Suzanne on the show next season. And we have both read this one, which is is really beautiful, isn't it? It's all about the aquatic environment, the sea and fresh water. It covers the UK and Ireland and a huge range of really fascinating topics about the wildlife and the plants and also the history of the waters of the UK and Ireland. So what was your first impression of this book when you saw it, Sarah? Well, I just love the feel of the book. You know, you, you can often pick a book up, can't you? And that, I do love books. I love a book that you can hold and feel. And this one's got that lovely cover that's slightly waterproof, I guess, you know, which makes you think of the water immediately. It's got the most beautiful illustration on the cover and also running through the book by a very talented artist called Alice Goodridge. And they, not only the information that's contained within the book, but the the illustrations bring it all together. It is absolutely beautiful. And I think you're right. You don't have to be a stand-up paddleboarder. You just need to maybe love the water, love wildlife, love nature. And you would you would really find this book very, very beautiful. It's not like the Mike Shawman book, the Jordan book, that you would read from cover to cover in five hours. You would have this one sitting there. You'd pick it up. You'd reference it. You'd find a little nugget of information. Suzanne is clearly an expert in in what she's written about. That is evident from the the minute you open the first page. She's a very and writes incredibly well. It's a very grown up book. If that about the subject, it, it, it's not flippant. It's not fly by night. It's very grown up, and it's you know this woman knows what she's talking about, and with the illustrations in it, it it is just, it's like a modern day coffee table book to just have around and pick up when you want. You could have it in your van, you know, you could, and when you drive somewhere, you could, um, you know, if you're going to the sea, you could, you could look, 
because at the back of the book there's all the references with the wildlife and everything. So you would, you know, you'd be able to pick this book up and um, reference stuff, which I think it's more of a reference book. But mm. It is. It is a beautiful book. Yeah, it's a, a properly substantial book. It's it's a large book. The the illustrations, as you say, were fantastical, sort of turquoise and blue, and and all very um, aquatic. So Suzanne has a really interesting background. So she's a, a plant scientist, so a botanist, I guess. She studied conservation science, and she's done lots of work with the BBC and New York Times and the Guardian. And she's also worked in product development for spa products and and drink products as well, you know, which really adds to it because one of the bits that I leaf to first of all is the foraging section, which um, is really quite fascinating. And, and where she's got that that uh, botanical background, she's full of. I mean, I probably sound like a real nerd here, but 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 some really interesting facts and and. What I think the book does really well is it connects you to that aquatic environment and tells you about, you know, things that are out there in the water that you didn't necessarily know or appreciate. So, so one of the thing is a, one of the things that she talks about quite a lot is about um, the various seaweeds out there and their quality. So, um, so agar, which is the stuff that people, that scientists use to do DNA t- testing and, virus analysis all of the sort of stuff that we focus on very much at the moment and um, comes from seaweed there was a, a fascinating fact here which you can all amaze your friends at parties with which is around um, a particular seaweed called harpoon weed now we all know that cows produce a huge amount of methane don't we so uh, adding this harpoon weed to feed has reduced the methane out output of cows by 67 percent how about that for a statistic (laughs) that you can share and in terms of seaweed it also provides a real opportunity for generating new antibiotics as well so who knew all of that stuff but quite apart from all of those um maybe useful facts it, it it's all about foraging it's all about wildlife it talks about different animals that you might encounter and a huge amount of information that I wasn't uh, aware of. So it's certainly one that you wouldn't go through in a linear fashion cover to cover, but it's a great book to dip into. And as you say, particularly if you're off the water for whatever reason, would be a great investment. So again, book that I would highly recommend. Sarah, did you enjoy? I did enjoy. I certainly didn't find those facts that you found about cow's poo and methane and whatever but that's fascinating but yes she's she writes from a scientific background and that's what I mean when I say she's very grown up you know this woman knows what she's talking about but she writes it in a way that we all would love it you know the massive section at the back about the wildlife that was my favorite bit because it's finding out about things that you didn't know about like you've you've touched on the seaweed and and this was about the animals and where to find them but also about that healthy respect of leaving them alone and 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 why they might be doing what they're doing and giving you an insight into uh, don't go near them and, and and the reasons why, you know, which is very relevant in this day of us, especially for us paddleboarders who have the wherewithal to be able to go and find the seals and the wildlife that we maybe shouldn't be so close to. So there's a lot of that going on as well. But it is it is fascinating. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful book. Mm, absolutely. And uh, as I said, we hope to get Suzanne on the show in the next season. And it's kind of a bit similar to the Tristan Gooley type books which are out there because you've got the the useful knowledge in there. There's the practical knowledge in there, but it's underpinned by stories and a, a bit of history and it's all spun together in a really accessible way. So it's not a, a dry or academic book. It's, it's very much a human book and it really shows um, Suzanne's love of the water which obviously we all share so as ever we will link to all of these books in our show notes and mentioning the great man himself Tristan Gooley he got a huge amount of love out of our episode earlier this year 
where we talked about how to read water. And uh, he released a book this year, which is The Secret World of Weather, which obviously is something which is of direct relevance to panel borders anywhere. So um, that is highly recommended. Didn't have time to cover it off during this show, but Tristan Gooley, all of his books are absolutely fantastic and really, really useful for the paddle border. And the other book out there, which was published actually back in 2016, but again is a, a book which is an evergreen one and is written by Chris Burtish, uh, is Stoked. And I was lucky enough to to obviously speak to him. And we mentioned a little bit about his career as a big wave surfer. But if you want the, the lowdown on his experience and his win at Mavericks and also the origin story of Chris, you can uh, find out far more about him and what led him to ultimately paddle the Atlantic and take on all the other huge challenges that uh, he set his sights on um, in that stoked. So I think that we've got a few books in there, but just to turn our attention on to films and filmmaker Frit Tam, together with Joe Mosley, produced a fantastic film called Brave Enough, which was an account of um, Joe's journey to cross England by paddleboard. She was the first woman to do that. And uh, there is some really great news, which is that now it's been given that general release, which a lot of people were asking me about when I launched the episode uh, about six weeks ago. But uh, first of all, the film, have you seen it? And what did you think? Uh, gosh, um, another one. Where, where on earth did I, again, a social media connection, I suppose, with Joe, and just saw what she was doing and connected with her and Again, a lot of these contacts have come through me finding a story fascinating and wanting to write about it and then therefore getting the connection. And then when their lives are moving on, I seem to get included in what they're doing. I was very lucky to have, the, you know, be attending the first screening of Brave Enough. And oh, my goodness, you need your tissue box for that one. <laughs> it, it's a fascinating story. It will more resonate with the more mature female amongst us, one of which I am, because it's all about, you know, the menopause and, and, and the age of Joe comes into it quite a lot. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was lucky enough to see the first screening and it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful film. Frit is a very clever, clever person. It's the attention to detail in the film. It's obviously capturing Joe at her we love this, don't we? At their most honest and rawness of that person. Uh, Joe is a very emotional person and that comes across in the film. It, it's been beautifully filmed. Uh, little attention to detail, little, little moments of filming which you wonder why they're there and then when you listen to the story, you know why they're there. And again, it's, it's as with a few of these books that have been reviewed, it's about someone doing something that other people don't think they can do. And Joe had been told, "And what are you thinking of doing that for? How, how do you think you can do that, a woman for your age?" <laughs> and that has led her to this sort of, you know, new life of filmmaking with Frit and uh, screenings and uh, film festivals, being nominated for film festivals. You know, this film has been nominated multiple times, and now, as you say, going on general release. It's it it's a beautiful film about uh, a moment in her life where her life changes for the better and she proves that she can do uh, something that other people don't think she can do so and I'm all for that because I just do believe that you can do anything if you put your mind to it you know yeah and, and you're a living example of that as, as well Sarah you're far too modest to, to say that but in terms of your race success you're also a role model but what I'd say about this film is yes you're absolutely right the core core market is to, to prove to older women that they can actually do things that uh, people tell them that they can't. But there is a really important human story in there. So if you're a bloke, then it, it is still of relevance. It's about human relationships. And the ending, I would challenge anyone not to have a bit of grit in their eye at the end. It's all about 
life stories and we all face challenges. It doesn't matter whether you're, you're male or female. There, you can always be written off or told that you can't do things. There are too many people out there who take great pleasure in, in doing that. And it's just about ignoring them and making those little moves towards um, your objective. And I think that's something that certainly shared particularly with the Jordan story and the Mike story as well. It's about knowing what you want. It's about taking those dolly steps in those directions. And uh, ultimately, if you keep your focus on it, then there is nothing that you can't do. And, and for me, that was my core story that came out of it as a as a bloke. So, yes, it is female centric. But if you're a bloke, I, I really wouldn't rule out watching it because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, obviously, it, it resonates hugely with women of a certain age, but I think it should resonate with everybody for um, getting past that doubt that certain people cannot do certain things. And I, I know that Joe and Fritt met, again, I talk about these connections, but Joe and Fritt met, it was a connection and Fritt said he would make this film and it was made and it carried on through and it's given so much joy to so many people and it, it's just ever growing. It's ever growing and resonating with so many people. And one of jo Joe's mantra is we rise by lifting others. And she, again, is very good at giving back, being thankful, being grateful. So people who help her, she, she will help other people. Mm. She's been very generous talking about this podcast and Jo's also got her own podcast. So it's one of the things I think that generally within this sport that we share that there is a, a particular supportive relationship that happens between everyone. It's not a zero sum game. You know, and we rise by lifting others is, is such a great motto to, to live by. And the main feedback that I got out of the episode that we did was one question, which was, where can I see this film? And up to very, very recently, the only way that you could watch the film is if you went to an adventure film festival. However, the fantastic news is, is that it has now um, been released. It's on Vimeo and like all other mentions on this episode, we will link to in the show notes. So if you want a bit of uplifting viewing, I would highly recommend that you watch this film. And uh, Joe is an absolute superstar. I, I can't recommend this film highly enough. I agree. Um, I'd definitely give it, if you're asking me for a rating, I'd definitely give it five stars. It's a beautiful film, beautifully shot, uh, wonderful story. You will cry. I, <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> you need to get a heart. And it really is very uplifting. And, and uh, yeah, it, it shows us that we can scoop each other up and, and help mm. each other along. And Joe is particularly good at that, for sure. You mentioned this already, but it's beautifully filmed and gives a fantastic view of the English countryside. Those of us in the UK tend to be a bit down, uh, certainly on our weather, but uh, it is beautifully filmed and, and I think uh, that's five stars from both of us. Yes. So that brings us to the end of our SUP FM book club stroke film club. Um, Sarah, you've had an incredible 2021. What have you got planned for 22? Oh, adventure. I think we need to <laughs> get stuck into some adventure. I'd love to do some adventure paddling. I've, I've actually entered a challenge. It's not a race. It's part of the Trent 100 crew. They've set up a new challenge, which is the Lock Awesome Challenge uh, in Lock or in Scotland. So I've got my, and it's a team event. So that really resonates with me. You know, paddling with your mates is going to be awesome. Of course it is. So that's in May. I'm going to head back to the WSA. Uh, in Scotland as well, I think, to volunteer to help them out with some uh, adventure paddling up there because I just loved it so much. I just want to go back. And then the other thing that we've booked as well, which is really quite exciting, is to go to the ICF World Championships in Poland in September. So again, there's a crew of us going. I think there's going to be a lot of particularly female racers going 
and we will be going over almost as a team. And I did think about racing because they have age categories there, but, oh, do you know, I think I'm, I don't think I want to race, <laughs> really. Deep down, I don't want to race. Um, but I would love to get involved in the live feed or somewhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself out there and just try and get stuck into helping them or, or getting involved or just doing a guest spot or something. I'm going to just nag them until I wear them down and they let me come and play because I think, I think it'd be great fun. And I can talk with authority on the British races as well. So I think that gives me a bit of a heads up. And then obviously doing stuff for GB Sup, that will be uh, never ending. Writing, still writing for SupMag and The Paddler. And I do write a couple of guest pieces for the WSA as I'm an ambassador. And yeah, just sharing the Sup love as usual, promoting all the good people. Yeah. That's what I really like to do. Absolutely. And it's so good as well that you're expanding your journey into that adventure side. Because one of the ethoses of the podcast, what we want to do once people have been snagged by the sport to move them into different areas. And there are so many different areas that people can explore, even for an experienced stand-up paddleboarder such as yourself there are always opportunities there so absolutely fantastic that sounds like a very very exciting 2022 so big thanks to you sarah thank you to jordan and uh, to all of those who have authored books and made films this year i hope you've enjoyed this special standalone episode we'll be back with a new season in the new year and wherever you're listening take care be safe And we'll see you on the water.